Last night I was watching what most of us have, or a lot of us have in our homes, my DVR. I do the CBS News because I can never be around there at the time. And they had an interview with a priest in the Vatican who is a procurator, which means he oversees the miracles and the, uh, the, uh, the okaying and the, uh, you know, the uh, making sure everything is all correct. And he said, well, how do you know, Scott Pelley was, at, was interviewing him and said, how do you know that um, a pope is popular? And he said, well, he said something about, and he originally from the Netherlands, so I didn't, I don't know if he understood quite the implication of Scott Pelley's question. He said, well, you know, the, it's what sells a lot around the uh, St. Peter's Square and the people still interested in buying his picture. But what he failed to understand, Scott Pelley, and of course the secular media always, well, gets it wrong. Um, <laughs> I can't say it nicer than that. <laughs> is that saints begin in the people. Saints begin in the <coughs> tremendous love, respect, and trust the people place in a holy woman or a holy man. It's the people who place extra trust in Saint and Teresa of Calcutta. Calcutta. So what, what the priest was trying to help the Americans understand was that the people select first the truth about a man or a woman being a saint through their devotion over many years. They just do. They know who their saints are. Interestingly enough, tonight's reading meshes with that perfectly. Because the fact that Jesus is risen, that he is both our Lord, our Christ, our Redeemer, and our God, is first said by Thomas, the doubting Thomas. He doubts once in his whole life, and that moniker hangs with him for eternity. <laughs> All right. It happens. And tomorrow, the impending canonization of our two of our great popes of this century and the last century, Pope John XXIII and Pope John Paul II, and it occupies our thoughts tonight. Many of us will watch bits of it on the news, EWTN, whatever. And this Sunday at Easter, I thought was interesting because not surprisingly, the ministry of both popes, John XXIII and John Paul, and the drama in today's gospel, very dramatic moment of St. Thomas's doubt about the resurrection of Jesus mesh perfectly. It's like the last two pieces of a puzzle that makes the whole picture make sense. Because John the 23rd touched the doubts of the people. He touched that part, the hand, the side of Jesus and brought it to the people and said, don't worry. The night that he announced to all the people of Italy there would be a second Vatican Council, you can imagine the Italians, oh no, what? Okay, he said, don't worry. Now what I want you to do, go home, every one of you mothers, go home and kiss your babies and tell them Papa Giovanni blesses them. 
And that took care of everything. He knew how to quell their fear. And certainly John Paul II, her own memory, touched the world troubled soul when he would say to it, peace be with you. John XXIII served for just three years, but John Paul II served for 26 years. Both men, a witty and warm-hearted man from Venice, from a big family, who captured our hearts and our joys, and the larger-than-life pope born in Poland, both of them stood astride the last quarter of the 20th century. Both men loved us, and their loving is the symbol of Christ's body, the church, loving you. Any gesture, any smile, any word of challenge, as head of the church becomes Christ in the upper room. In 1990, I had an extraordinary opportunity, one I can hardly believe actually happens now. I celebrated mass with Pope John Paul II in his private chapel at the Vatican Apartments. We vested and the master of ceremonies took us in. We were very, very quiet. We couldn't make a noise. And he was right there in the middle of the room at a predu, at a seat kneeling, in incredibly deep prayer. And no one presumed to disturb him. But at an arm's length, I was impressed with his robust size. This is a big man in the immensity of his office as vicar of Christ on earth. And if he swayed a millimeter, the entire church swayed in the wind. But then he believed what we believe, the church does not really sway in the wind, does it? The church proclaims the rock-steady central faith and truth of our faith that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead Locked in the upper room, Thomas doubted the word of the community. That was his sin. The community spoke the truth, and he didn't listen. Thomas doubted the word of the community, and the risen Lord himself came to that upper room, and the risen Lord himself comforts Thomas. We live in an age, my brothers and sisters, let's not kid ourselves, of great doubt and confusion. And the both Holy Fathers were talking about touch us with the same loving assurance, peace be with you. The body of Christ led by the vicar of the Pope continues to reach out to the doubting Thomas that still may live in each one of our hearts no matter what our age is. Alive in our hearts and very much alive in our modern world. We gather this second Sunday of Easter then to meditate on the mystery of faith and the mystery of trust. The trust that the crucified Lord triumphed over human sin and hate and death. And if we ever need that message, we need it now. Jesus triumphed over fear and doubt, triumphed over death, and rose gloriously from the tomb. As our risen, glorified Lord, he comes to us in both the word and the sacrament we will now celebrate to touch us, to let our hands touch him, and hear in our hearts the words that comfort both John the 23rd and John Paul II, known for all eternity. Be not afraid, 
and peace be with you. As both popes are canonized tomorrow in Rome, amid cheers and prayers of thousands upon thousands of pilgrims, we know that from heaven they bring us the consolation and joy of that which we celebrate today, our Lord's divine mercy. <laughs>